Morning, everybody, and uh, welcome to CC Talks' uh, fourth podcast. We're here in a um, uh, different location, having a breakfast, early meeting, and uh, early podcast today. Uh, busy old day, and uh, heading off to see clients later on today. So we uh, we thought we'd do it breakfast. James tapping his teacup. We've got our uh, our Earl Grey tea and coffees and uh, everything, just waiting for our our main That's uh, an breakfast to come. Tea. <laughs> well, mine. Yeah, it's Earl Grey. It's a good one. I'm not the biggest fan. Are you not? Are you not? No. It gives you a kick. It's not a breakfast tea. Florally. Florally, That's what you want in the morning. Get into deep breaths. It gives you a kick. You know when we said, look, let's keep the intro short and sharp. We've digressed into Earl Grey already. Well, I said I may, you know, I may be off par because I'm going to Guinness, you know, so this early in the morning. So, but anyway, we're going to kick on. Busy week, um, obviously, uh, uh, for us. A lot of happening on the uh, uh, commercial analytics, which we're going to go through uh, today. And um, it's been, uh, yeah, we've had the Champions League going on, some decent results there, some, some good results for City. And um, James has got his hand up. Now, of course, sir, sir. you're here. Who's here? Yeah, I know. We've, we've jumped straight in. I haven't done the register. I do apologise. So let's do the register, <laughs> seeing uh, everybody's here. So, uh, uh, Miss Burns? Yes, sir. Mr. Powell? Yes, sir. Excellent. That's it. It seems a bit, <laughs> seems a bit strange. I remember my old school teacher, Mrs. Horton, doing that. So uh, I, uh, uh, it seems a bit strange we're only two in the class. Great. We were talking about commercial analytics, and um, it's been a busy old week, not only in the office, but also uh, out and about. Mm, yeah, it has been a busy week for us. Um, we've effectively launched commercial analytics as one part of our business at Carteret. We've been working on it for about about nine, ten mm. months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we really sort of derived from our analytical work, our quant work, investment banking, and also obviously for player, manager, team performance analysis, mm. but also work that we've done in other guises for um, blue chip yeah. businesses outside of football. Yeah. And we think we've now cracked it. We think we've now got a way of helping clubs understand the value of what they have for sponsors and effectively attract bigger, better, more sponsors. So, yeah, yeah it's been a busy week. Yeah, I know. Looking forward to rolling that out. And, uh, and of course, bringing on to that, is, uh, there's been a bit of activity and it's really the model that City Football Group have been following for some time and they've just added another club, uh, Chinese uh, third tier, um, to, their, to their stable. So that takes them now on to seven, seven, uh, seven countries. And, um, and it's an interesting one because also we were talking... Uh, in the office that you know City Football Club have got you know, massive wealth but they haven't gone crazy and the, the valuations of the Chinese you know, Premier League were just too strong for them they just looked at it and so they've chosen to go for a third tier it's got about a 45,000 seater stadium and they'll, they'll build it up I mean you know, if they can't build it up then nobody else can so it's, it's just but it's an interesting signal that they're just not not going to be you know the money doesn't you know money doesn't just control things they're looking at the strategy you know they've got so i mean now they've got presence what have they got they've got china now they've got some you know, they've got an interest in japan they've got obviously uh, australia america uh, uk and spain so uh, uh no it's an interesting well, um, girona we call it girona but i think it's probably pronounced Girona. Girona in, in, yeah. in spain that's a good point. obviously had a big result against real madrid at the weekend they did they did, they did. And the other interesting thing was, and uh, it was uh, uh, part of the reason that City Football Group are doing this, is not only to you know, be able to have access to the younger players around the world, uh, in an interesting with Uruguay and Central American players, but also to enhance and build their um, global exposure for their brands, 
sponsors, partners, mm. you know, which is, you know, again, and also I imagine some cross relationships between those sponsors. Um, one of the sponsors coming on to that, one of the sponsors that has sponsored the Chinese group, uh, the, the Chinese club, Xinjiang Zhuanao, is a, is a company called Ubtech. Okay, now this is a robotics company. No, actually it's not. No, I checked this. Don't do this to me. It's a robotics we company. Ex- we should explain that Go Steve's on. got a joke lined up here. So, <laughs> so we're just trying to pretend that... No, I don't think it's a robotics company at all. I think, it's, it's, I think they sell flowers or something. No, no it's robotics. Go on, Steve. Go on, it's get, robotic, get the joke out. It's about, right, OK. So it's a robotics company. And we've right. heard on the grapevine they've already put a request <laughs> in to Burnley to get Peter Crouch over there. Boom, boom. boom. Uh, well, it, Very good. Yeah, it was. It was better. It got to be live. It's better first. So time. why? So why? Why a city doing this? Is it to trade players? Um, yeah. What's the commercial angle? There's a commercial angle here, isn't there? What? What's the commercial angle? For me personally, I think it's it's two things. I mean, obviously the uh, you know the opportunity to have presence to build the academies. You know, China's putting a lot of effort and money and investment into the grassroots, um, and uh, and so they can you know they can develop with. You know, the Chinese partners, uh, players that can eventually either come into European for you know at the moment you know bigger exposure. Um, so there's definitely the player trading option, but I think it's also look at the you know look at the marketplace. The eyeballs, you know, certainly. Although we're going to talk about how TV revenues have you know plateaued a little bit, certainly for the the, the European clubs. Um, probably not Bundesliga. Bundesliga is still moving fast. La Liga, so but yeah. Premier League is certainly plateaued at the moment. Um, and so, you know, you're looking at uh, the eyeballs in Asia, the eyeballs in India, um, you know, are certainly, this is bringing a, a brand now that they can touch, feel and literally mm. go to watch. So, that, so there's a local connection, yep. but also it allows them to, you know, to think about supporting other parts of that group. Mm. So, you know, if you support the, the Chinese team, then you're more likely to support Manchester City Correct. in the Premier League. Correct. And so... Sponsors will then see local sponsors in China might then want to get involved both with the, the local team but also with Man City. So it's an interesting model, isn't it? Because it's different to the um, to the Manchester United model. Yeah, well, uh, it is. I mean, I, I, you know, hey, the Manchester United models worked worked you know, brilliantly for them. Um, and whether you know, I mean, it's been thought through. But obviously, what they've done is leveraged on their you know on their brand, their history, you know, and. Um, and gone absolutely, you know... Obviously uh, not their recent history. No, not the recent history. But interesting enough, they've just signed... Uh, they've just brought a partner on board, haven't they? They've mm. literally, the uh, Marriott, mm. um, have come on board. Um, and what was interesting with that, not to digress, we'll come back, but what was interesting with the Manu uh, relationship with Marriott was that they were offering you know, VIP opportunities for the members of uh, the Marriott uh, group. Um, and um, Chelsea, what was the... What was the uh, the take on that because you were doing a little bit of work on that yeah i mean they're offering things like meet and greets with players to become the stadium's kit manager for the day to meet the first team so they're changing kind of the opportunities that sponsors can get mm. um, but it's still it's still a bit old-fashioned mm. it's still a bit unsophisticated yeah, yeah. isn't it mm. i mean yeah that's just yeah what we call inventory management yeah and there's a lot of premier league clubs that that just manage inventory and you know, and you know, it's fairly unsophisticated. I mean, Man United are doing very well because they've got a great brand. They're part of the most viewed sports league in the world, 
and you know combining those two things and then getting individual brands such as a Malaysian tyre sponsor or whatever around the world you know big volume equals big money but and City have gone a different route you know City are trying to leverage a local connection rather than mm. this big behemoth mm. of Man United you know that's based in one place mm. so yeah it will be interesting to see how the City model um, develops but that's certainly been the thing that's been you know you know, exercising our minds about how we can use our quant and our analytics to help the other Premier League clubs that, that, that aren't leveraging yeah. their membership of the Premier League in the way that Manchester United are. Okay, so let's talk about the Premier League specifically in commercial analytics. You know, if you leave the top six out of it, um, and Manchester United have one model, Man City have another model, etc., etc., Liverpool have a variation of, you know, of it. Um, you know, what are the rest of the clubs doing to leverage their membership of the Premier League to get bigger, better, more sponsors? Why do they need to do that? You know, we talked about the TV money's stalled. Um, you know, commercial revenues have been a, a relatively small part of their business historically, but this has got to be the area where they need to develop because you know, it's an arms race in the Premier League. You know, the cost of players is going up dramatically. If you want to compete you need to be generating more money. Now you can borrow it, you can have new investments, or you can increase your revenues. And, and so mm. this is why we've seen that commercial revenues is, is going to be an increasingly important part of, of a football club's business. Yeah. Now, we should call Chelsea Stato. So if we could, <laughs> it's just like that Frank Skinner thing and David Baddiel. Yeah, exactly. So, but you've got some, you know, some interesting facts on the Premier League and why it's so important and, and why it provides a great platform for the Premier League clubs to leverage. Yeah, I mean, like you were saying, it is the most watched sports league in the world. It broadcasts to 212 territories, 643 million homes, and has a potential TV audience of 4.7 billion people. So it really is important for these clubs to start leveraging their position. There's 20 clubs. 20 clubs with that sort of exposure. I know. I mean, and that's on an unsophisticated basis. <coughs> it is, yeah. it is. And also, I mean, it's also, you know, not only from the club side, but also from the sponsor side. Yes, the sponsors have their marketing you know, budget and they have their promotion costs and they need, they need to get a return on investment. You know, it goes back to the old Lord Leverhulme, um, you know quote and observation that he, basically half the money I spend on advertising is wasted and the trouble is I just don't know which half. And that's, you know, now people are saying with digital media uh, that, those, those, you know, that proportion has changed, but I tell you it is still vastly um, underutilised the value of their databases, the value of their supporters, you know, and and that's what our analytics will do. It'll look into and what it's doing. It positions the clubs in a in a way that they can sell themselves better to the sponsors. If the sponsors know that their brand, you know, can align better with the supporters, so the propensity to spend money on that yep. brand is higher than other clubs, uh, or other or before other opportunities. Another yeah. opportunity outside of football. Yeah. So you know this is where. It, it, it needs to be addressed. Um, you know, clubs are, clubs are open to it. It's just at the end of the day, they just don't know how. You know, they yeah. don't know how to do it. And the, what they do, and you look at the evidence that Chelsea was talking about, uh, certainly during the week, is uh, nine nine clubs in the Premier League, and I've said this before. You know, have a gaming brand, mm. a, a, you know, an, a foreign gaming brand on their shirts. Mm. Now, yes, that that ticks one box, which is yes, there's plenty of eyeballs, you know, watching those shirts. But really, I mean, you know, are there no other industries, no other global companies out there wanting to align them with, you know, with shirts? And it's not just about shirts. It's about 
relationships and partnering with the clubs. Yeah, I mean, um, leaving aside whether you know you feel that you should have a betting sponsor or not, you know, whether there's any sort of yeah, it's tainted in any way, mm. um, or whether it's virtuous or you know, in, in many respects, that's irrelevant. If you just look at it from a, a pure financial point of view, mm. there are much better opportunities out there potentially to get. You know, we keep banging on about bigger, better, more sponsors. Yeah, and. You know, a lot of these gaming sponsors, they just, they just want to be, they just, they just want eyeballs. Mm. It's an easy fix, isn't mm. it? Mm. But it's, you know, if, if the alternative is harder and you get less money, then we kind of get it. Yeah. But, it but it's not. You know, the alternative could be, it's maybe a little bit harder in the short term, but if you set your systems as a club to be able to then present yourself, present an intrinsic value which is stuff that we do in our other club mm. work yeah. to a sponsor and can demonstrate that what we do and what we have our points of influence as we call them mm. um, are, are at this high level of, of, you know, of value then all of a sudden you're going to have sponsors then interested because you know, they look at football and they think it's just incredibly unsophisticated mm. Mm. and you know we've got to be able to educate the sponsors that actually you know if you look at the way that this is structured within a club, you know, we can segment, we can refine databases, points of influence, so that you can get the highest, as you say, possible um, you know, propensity to spend, then all of a sudden they start to look at it differently. Because we, we just got to improve those 50-50 odds. You know, Correct. the Lord Leverhulme yeah. odds of 50-50, they think they're improving them, the sponsors at present, by investing in digital media, because they think they can set certain demographics about who's going to see you know, a particular advertisement. Mm. But even that's relatively unsophisticated. What we can do is we can take it up a whole new, a whole new level, and you know, and so it's about the clubs understanding what capabilities they've got and the value that they've got, yeah. And then you know, conveying that in the right way to, to sponsors. But yeah, and it's also not not just for new sponsors. It doesn't allow them to renegotiate, you know, with existing sponsors. Uh, and and more, you know, not only renegotiate, I suppose, is it's also, you know. A sponsor, a head of sponsorship for a company, if they understood the effort, uh, you know, and the the expertise gone into maximising the databases, they would want to align with the club. Yeah. You know, and some clubs will you know will embrace this. Some clubs you know may just stick to ticking boxes or using the the, the same you know the views for for many years. But it, it it is things are changing, and certainly now that the you know the revenues are plateauing off. You know, in certainly Premier TV, League, yeah. then you know, and also we know that a lot of clubs that come into the Premier League, certainly the new clubs that get promoted, they 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 have a you know they have a limited time to maximise you know the presence and that global opportunity, and you know they they need to grab it. Um, so uh, yeah, no, we we know that it's 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 going to bring um, increased revenues to the commercial areas. Because one um, of the big advantages that the football club has is that you know they're points of influence, mm. you know, which could be supporters, but often is wider than that, uh, are, you know, are quite heavily engaged in the football club brand, because yeah. they're supporters, they're yeah. fans. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you know, if, if a sponsor can really dial into that, mm. then all of a sudden your propensity to spend starts to shoot up. If you can really then start to segment those points of influence, then all of a sudden you can really start to target you know, a particular message here, different message to that type, that segment. Um, you know, it's this is you know it's, it's a combination of using quantitative analysis with be, you know behavioural economics. Yes, yes, and, it is. And, and so you know, that's the service that we've been working on to develop over the last twelve months. Mm. No, look forward to getting out there. 
Great. So we've uh, commercial analytics is is now uh, uh, launched up and, and yep. up and running. So we uh, for future podcasts we're going to be talking about obviously our finance and uh, the finance in the in the football world, uh, quantitative analysis as we've been talking about. We'll have Kante uh, next week, and uh, we've got commercial analytics. So each week on the podcast we'll be covering those within the football world and and probably wider afield as well. If we spend yeah, we'll try and spend five minutes on each if we can. Five. Talking five. of five, go on. Go on, five yeah. minutes. Well, five fingers was, uh, well, one thumb and four fingers, really. But Mr. Ronaldo, uh, after Juve, uh, obviously lost against uh, Atletico Madrid. Um, yeah, he just did his, which I just thought was, you know, not really in character. But he was looking, I suppose, last time we've seen that was Mr. You're suggesting it was a little arrogant. I was, yeah, yeah just and, surprised. And that's not like Ronaldo well, at all. Well, he was obviously flustered. He yeah. was getting pestered by the press, which is, is fine. <laughs> But it was just obviously we've seen Mourinho do it when he's been referring yeah, to he did. the amount of. It was, you know, it was when Man United played Chelsea. Was it? When and was Mourinho. that Premier League titles or? Uh, yep. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, yeah, but hey, they've got the second leg to come up. So Does we'll this see. count as the Moomin? It go for it. Yeah, as the as a Mourinho minute. Well, why not? Nice link in yeah. there to Mr. Mourinho. So, so what's he what's he been up to? Well, go on, Chelsea. What's uh, where's he been? He's got uh, he's got some more TV appearances to do, and he's obviously going to be covering El Clasico. Yeah, he is. He um, he's got two TV appearances to do with um, BM Media, um, and he's reportedly getting one hundred twenty thousand for making just two appearances. So he's not doing too badly, is he, at the moment? Well, he's keeping everything busy. that's happened. No, he's had his big payout uh, the week before, so. Uh no, things are fine. But also, there's a bit of a link, isn't there? Because there's one or two people talking that he may go to PSG uh, in the future. Well, and of well, course, there's a relationship there between the uh, uh, the, the, the um, uh, chairman and chief exec of uh, PSG is also chairman of BN. Yeah, and, and in all seriousness, we should do um, some quant on Mourinho and Thomas Tuchel. I assume it's, it's uh, again, I'm never quite sure how to pronounce it, but... Thomas Tuchel. There we go. Tuchel. Yeah. Tuchel. 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 Yeah. Something. Um, you know, there's, there's obviously a lot of rumours about him potentially taking over at PSG Mourinho, that is, mm. at, the, uh, at the end of the season. Is he really going to be any better than Tuchel? Um, let's, yeah, we'll run, so we'll have Kante next week, and then the week after we'll have some, you know, some quantum Mourinho. Great. What did he do at Man United? Is he going to be any better than, than Tuchel at, um, at PSG. Yeah. Let's see if that might be a smart move or, or not. Yeah, that'll be interesting because, yeah, it will it'll be interesting. There's a lot of a lot of chatter, but uh, let's, let's do that. So good. That, Thomas uh, Good. <laughs> That's something to look forward to. So, and now, Carabao Cup um, coming up. We've obviously got Chelsea, Man City again. Busy, uh, busy weekend, but we've just had some breaking news that, um, not about the Carabao Cup, but about Chelsea. So uh, it's just saying on BBC, this is just flashed up, Chelsea have been banned from signing players in the next two transfer windows for breaching rules in relation to youth players. Oh, that's interesting. So, um, yeah, so we'll just see uh, see how that uh, transpires. Yeah. I mean, whether, whether I presume they can appeal, uh, I would have thought. Well, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what that, you know, what Abramovich thinks of that because things aren't going, you know, absolutely according to plan uh, for Chelsea at present, mm. um, especially when they lose on Sunday to City. <laughs> yeah, um, they, they, they got they got uh, three goals, didn't they, the other night against Malmo, so got back a little bit and probably kept him in the job for mm. certainly after this weekend. Mm. Uh, but uh, yeah, well, that's the other part to it, isn't it? Sarri, is you know, what does this mean for 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 Sarri? Um, yeah, this is a club that likes to change managers, mm. change players, mm. you know, on a, a revolving basis. Um, yeah, this this could be 
this could be quite interesting. So I mean, yeah, that, that means that they can't buy in players, but they can sell. So Hazard could still go, which of course you know, the, that may restrict players yes. leaving if they can't, uh, yeah. you know, if they can't, yeah. um, can't recruit. Mm, um, so uh, yeah, watch this space. So uh, good, good. Have um, we um, have we covered everything? Yeah, all covered. Grace no, 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 <laughs> no, no, we haven't because we've not done the big short. Quote. Oh, that yeah, of course. Yeah, 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 that was it. That was, yeah, 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 that was, that was good. One. You were going to do a different one, though. No, I know, say yeah, that but, but that was perfect. Are you going to say it was? Yeah. It was. Are you yeah, going to say it? He did, set himself up. For yeah, that I'll guy. do the other one next time. So there we go. That's so, the big short. I hope everybody's been watching it or watched it by now. So we'll say goodbye then. Okay, yeah, well, so until next week, have a great weekend and uh, good luck with all yeah. the, uh, the sport, and we'll, uh, we'll so see you next week. It's goodbye from Steve. From Chelsea. And James and Thomas Tuchel. <laughs>